In this week's episode, I get high and oatmeal cookies from the high ladies. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about this week's episode for a couple of different reasons, not just because the oatmeal cookies, but before we get into it, the cannabis quote of the week. A friend with weed is a friend indeed by Pops O'Donnell. Now, I'm sure you're all very familiar with this quote. I do find specifically cannabis people are very generous and love to share their cannabis, whether it's weed that they've grown or purchased or they find that's super potent and they really enjoy or whether it's a great edible that they made. I love sharing edibles. And so that quote just resonates as true. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. And speaking of friends, this recipe this week came from new friends, Annie and Amanda over at the High Ladies podcast. And I'm pretty excited about this recipe. I don't think I've ever done an oatmeal cookie recipe for this show before, which is interesting. Although I have said that before about a different recipe. I remember one time I'm like, I've never done something like this. And then I went back and looked a little later. I was like, oh shit, actually I have somewhere. So there could be duplicates. I've done a bunch of different cookie recipes on this show and cookies are always classic, aren't they? I mean, you can't really go wrong and oatmeal cookies. I mean, why not? You got a little, you can maybe pretend it's a little healthier if it's got oatmeal in it and it makes it seem more wholesome. But again, this one came from Annie and Amanda I think it was, I think they said Amanda was the baker between the two of them. But I actually recently had an interview with them because I'm starting a new series of podcasting reviews for this show. It's going to have a different name. I was originally going to start a whole new podcast to, uh, I was originally going to start a whole new podcast, but then you know what? I changed my mind. And the purpose of this is to highlight interesting people who are doing cool things in the cannabis space. And I called it Faces of the Faces of Cannabis Podcast, but I'm going to integrate it into this one here. And I'm going to tell you why. Basically, I love edibles and I love the people that are involved in the edibles space and doing cool things in this in this regard. But it really does sometimes eliminate a lot of interesting people who just aren't necessarily into edibles specifically. And I've come across lots of interesting people since I started the show, since I became a gangier, since all the things that I've been doing over the last three years as I've been doing this podcast. And so that was sort of my rationale. And they were my first guests. And I will be releasing that in the next little bit. I haven't really decided yet when I'm going to start to release that or how often I'll be releasing them. I was thinking sort of initially, maybe once a month on a different day, like they might come out a different day than the Thursday that this ep- these episodes always come out. So I'm still playing around with it. But just so you guys know, if you have any suggestions for guests that you would like to see me talk to or anything like that, again, because these are just not just, but because these are interesting people in the cannabis space, it doesn't have to be limited to edibles specifically. And of course, if they love edibles, then that's just another extra bonus, but you will be seeing those. Now I am going to be talking about that in the next newsletter, probably that's coming out at the beginning of the month. And if you're not already on that newsletter email list, then by all means, shoot me a message and let me know, or you can think you can sign up from the from the website, although I think it still just has you sending me an email saying, please sign me up. So that that way, you know, if you're emailing me, it's because you're really interested and it's not just, oops, I hit this button by accident. So I will be uh, sort of delving a little deeper about that in the next newsletter. So if you're interested, then by all means, join us over there as well. So 
that episode will be coming out, but the high lady is very interesting. And one of the things that came out in this conversation is that they have a cookie recipe. Again, I think it was Amanda, please forgive me because I haven't gone back to look at that episode yet. But I think it was Amanda who said that she really loved this oatmeal cookie recipe. And I can really see why. Now she described it as one of the most boring cookie recipes in the world. And what they couldn't possibly have known is that I like boring And I find it's because boring means simple. And that means I can focus on making them more fun by infusing them. And simple often means easy for the most part. I mean, if it's boring and simple, it's not going to be overly time consuming. It's not going to require a whole bunch of specialty ingredients. It's not going to need some skills or special equipment that I might not necessarily have on hand. So I like boring. I like boring a lot. And I made this recipe and it did not disappoint. And of course, if you do any kind of baking at any point in your life, then you'll have all the stuff you need to make this, I am sure, unless you need to go out and get like fresh eggs or something like that. Uh, And what do you need? A half cup of butter. Now, interestingly, I used coconut oil for this because that's what I had on hand and it seemed to work just fine. I'm sure it would probably actually be even better with the butter, but it calls for a half cup. So of course, you can infuse these, use that uh, full half cup of butter or just you know, do a ratio as per your own preferences. And it's a very simple cookie recipe like anyone you've probably done before. You take your butter and your sugars and you whip them together. Then you add your egg and and vanilla, and then you add your dry ingredients, which is your flour, crushed oatmeal, salt, baking powder, and baking soda. And then of course, you can mix those together, toss them in with the wet ingredients, and then you have options. So this particular recipe had options for chocolate chips, or coconut, or macadamia nuts, or white chocolate, or walnuts, all listed as optional. Let me tell you, friends, there's nothing boring about those things. So I mixed it up a little bit. I did chocolate chips, and I did walnuts. Look at me. Look at me go. Who says cookies are boring? I thought that was fantastic. So these cookies turned out wonderful. It's suggested in the actual recipe that they sent me to bake them at 350 for eight to 10 minutes, but they had jotted down a note to say 12 to 14, which is a nice reminder, friends, that oven temperatures can vary pretty significantly, which is why we often talk about how decarbing in the oven can sometimes be problematic or doing any kind of precision cooking can be problematic. And that's where people get into talking about, you know, like immersion circulators and say the ardent so that you can decarb at a more precise temperature, like all these different things, because oven temperatures do vary quite a bit. So you can, you may have to sort of put them in the oven for a certain amount of time and then check on them and see if you're happy with them or not. So just a little note about that. Now, one of the things I really like about this particular boring recipe is that I do believe it came from, if I recall correctly, once again, I should have, I haven't looked back at that that episode yet, but it came from a parent-teacher fundraising cookbook. And it says here that it was... A Mr. Kemp that contributed this particular cookie. They're called Mrs. Fields cookies. And it would be pretty interesting to, to see or hear what Mr. Kemp would think if he knew that these cookies were being used to get people really fucking high. I think it makes them more interesting. They're easy, simple, and you can medicate them. So perhaps a bit of a shorter episode this week, but I think you should try these cookies. I think you'll enjoy them. I made a bunch. I think it made a couple dozen probably by the time I was done. And of course, that's going to vary on the size. I did, I was able, so I took my coconut oil out of the cupboard. 
I know Chef Brandon Allen recently said you should refrigerate all your your infusions. And uh, a lot of the times I don't and I haven't, but I'm going to start doing that based on the fact that he is a very well-versed chef who really knows what he's talking about. And but mine was at room temperature, but I hadn't labeled it. So I didn't know how strong this butter was. And I was like, oh shit. Like I really have gotten to the point where I don't like to work with a butter or coconut oil, whatever the case might be, unless I know how potent it is. And so I pulled it out of the cupboard. And I was like, oh I, yeah, it just makes me more nervous because it's, I've gotten to the point where I just want to be able to at least have a ballpark figure as to how potent these are. So if I am giving it to somebody and I'll probably be giving away a few, I can be like, these are about 25 milligrams and then they can make a decision. And again, I don't know where I know I talked about this recently, but I do offer that bonus cookie. So if I give somebody a couple of cookies, I like to throw in an extra one. So I could be like, test it with this one. I think they're about 20, 25 milligrams, realizing that there is some variances in the way that you test for potency, but that way it allows them the opportunity to take a cookie and cut it into quarters or whatever they think is appropriate for them. And then the next time they can be like, yes, a half cookie is perfect for me or a full cookie is what I need to really enjoy my evening. But fortunately, my it was pretty humid on the day that I was going to make these cookies and we didn't have the air conditioning on because they tend to not turn it on very often. And I was able to take my tea check and I could have warmed it up of course and done it that way as well, but it's pretty easy to overwarm something. And the tea check potency, uh, potency tester likes to have your infusions at a certain temperature range in order for the most accurate uh, dosing results. And it was just warm enough. It was perfect room temperature to, which he kind of said in that episode, if you had a chance to listen to the episode with Parker from T-Check, he said room temperatures kind of want you where you want your infusions to be for the most accurate results. So I was able to take some of that butter. I put it on the tray and tested it before I started the process. And lo and behold, it was 5.2 milligrams per milliliter. And with that number, I was able to sort of figure out how potent these cookies were before I start handing them out to people or eating them myself willy-nilly. So it's kind of nice to know that just because you've made an infusion and you get a chance to do it right then and there, test it, that you can do it later. So I do enjoy using the the T-Check Potency Tester. And of course we have the dosing cannabis dosing calendar calculator over on my website as well. So if that's a tea check is not something you're interested in, you can still sort of ballpark it. Now, if you don't know how strong the weed is that you started with, you know, it's going to affect your results a little bit because sometimes you have to sort of take an average, but I highly recommend you do that. So you at least have a semblance of how potent your edibles are especially if you're gifting them to people. If you're experimenting on yourself and you overdose yourself, well, that's one of those, like I should have known better moments. I've had numerous of those myself. You know, God, I just, I've probably told this story before and I've told it to lots of people really, but the one time where I knew better, I've made a fresh batch of cookies and I ate three of them, maybe four. I can't remember. I don't know why. Like, okay, I do know why. They tasted fucking delicious. They were so good and they were still warm and gooey and fantastic. And I ate so many of them and then I got so high. I got so high that I had to call into sick the I had to call into sick work. <laughs> I can't even talk right now. Am I high right now? Who knows? Maybe. But I had to call into work sick because I was still really high the next morning when I woke up. And this was like when I was at least a year and a half, maybe maybe more into the podcast. And it's like 
how many times I've been talking about know your dose and test the potency and start low and go slow. And I'm just like throwing all that caution to the wind and deciding I'm just going to eat a whole whack of these and see what happens. And I should have known what would happen. I'd get uncomfortably high and not really enjoy myself. So don't do that, my friends. But Yes. So do do try and figure out how potent your cookies are, but this will make a couple dozen cookies. They'll be delicious. They'll be share worthy. They're simple, but I don't think they're boring necessarily. So I don't necessarily agree with that assessment of them. But I do also hope that you uh, tune in for the new Faces of Cannabis series on Bite Me the Show About Edibles, because that's going to be coming soon. And I'm really excited. I've got a couple more people lined up to interview. And I think I'm going to start out on sort of like a monthly basis and they'll be released on a different day. I'm thinking maybe Tuesdays, but I'll figure that out. If you have any feedback or any, again, anything you'd like to see as far as that goes or any people you think I should talk to, I'm trying to talk to people in all kinds of different walks of life. Because when I did the Gangier certification in-person training in exam writing, the one thing that struck me was how varied the group was. There's people from all walks of life, people who had been, you know, growing weed in the illegal markets for you know, generations to people who are like dental hygienists who are coming in because they had an interest in weed and they wanted to learn more or like, and everything in between. And it really struck me that there's so many unique voices out there. And we often have this idea of what a cannabis user is like, and at least the culture at large often has the idea of what a cannabis user is like. And anybody listening to this show knows that you yourself probably don't fit that classic stereotype of somebody who uses cannabis. And it's time that we dispel those myths and dispel the stigma of what it's of who a cannabis user is, because why should it be any different than someone who enjoys a glass of wine? in the evening. I mean, I drink wine too, but I don't have to live with the stereotypes of being a wine drinker. Do I? And I like to enjoy wine while I'm grilling in the summertime. That's one of my favorite things to do, but there's certainly not a lot of stigma surrounding my, my, my enjoyment of wine, but oftentimes people can be really stigmatized for their use of cannabis. And that's not fair. I guess, and we have to change this conversation one person at a time. And there's so many great people. And I think the original idea was that I was going to sort of profile fellow Gangiers, certified Gangiers who completed the program, because again, such a unique and diverse group of people. But then I realized there's so many other people out there who are really interesting fellow podcasters like the high ladies or you know, bud tenders out there who are the ones going in the legal dispensaries who are helping you to choose the weed that you're, that you're going to be taking home or medical users, or or there's all kinds of people out there. So if you have any feedback whatsoever, please let me know. I would love to hear it. And I hope you get a chance to try these oatmeal cookies. Again, I'll be uh, linking in the show notes. I'll link to the highlights podcast too, because I've really been a fan of their show. I've been listening to it for a little while. And until next week, my friends, stay high.